This is real. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scott Cast. Here we are at episode 78 with none other than fan favorite Ian Dixon again. Hello, Ian. Hello again. It's so good to have you on the pod. I'm so excited. We are one month away, four weeks away as of recording from our first live show. Hell yeah. Do you think we have the chops? I think we're ready to go. I think I like just bring it on, you yeah. know? The worst chops we don't have is we don't have the chops to promote. We don't have promoting chops. That's true. Like I'm good at marketing and stuff like that from a job sense, but I don't like to just do my job all the time. <laughs> so I don't really market Scottcast that much. Yeah. But god damn it. It's time for us to turn a new leaf. Oh, speaking of turning a new leaf, I have to start a, an initiative for my mother. Mm. A Scottcast swear jar. I already messed up once. So that's a dollar into the Scottcast fund. God damn it, Scott. Right? Oh, there's another <laughs> dollar if you would participate. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my mom, uh, she says uh, comedy is more respectable. Mm-hmm. When people stay clean, that uh, cursing and all that is shock value in a crutch. Mm. So she went at me not in like, oh, you're being vulgar sense. She went at me like, you could do better, Scott. Yeah. So from now on, I'm going to try to be clean as a whistle, mm. but still as twisted and messed up as anything you've heard before. That's a fine line to dance upon. And dance I will. Dance I will, fan favorite. And you are privy to this dance. The first steps. I will probably continue to be vulgar, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've got you've got other things to spend money on. <laughs> I need to promote Scottcast, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay clean and have a Scottcast swear jar that helps promote Scottcast. It's gonna be money into the fun to get our live show hopping. I want it to be like P.T. Barnum level excitement. Mm -hmm. You know, Sabelle is a descendant of P.T. Barnum. Have I said this? You have said that. Or you you alluded to it on our uh, poster that we haven't released anyone. Oh, okay. Well, that is the thing. (laughs) She is a descendant of P.T. Barnum straight down the line. She has a family Bible with his name in it. Hmm. Phineas blah, 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 Barham. Interesting. My brother-in-law worked for Ringling Brothers for a while. Oh, what did he do? Was he the hairy man? He was a welder. He, like, fixed the animal cages and, like, let them out when they needed to go onto the ring and come back. I love the idea of having to fix the animal cages. Like, how do they get broken? Well, they're complicated machines and they get pissed in all the time and rusted out and... You got to make sure that they're not like rusting to the point where animals are getting out and mauling people, right? That's the thing. It's the Jurassic Park thing. Yeah. I feel like I would not want to be around the fairgrounds when this tiger got out. Right. Yeah. So very respectable job. Yeah. When was this had? Um, I don't know exactly when. He and my... Because like, do they, they don't even exist anymore, right? Circuses? 
Like I their think band? they still come around sometimes, but they're yeah they're not as popular as they used to be. They're not popular, and they can't really have animals anymore. Is the thing. I, don't th- I think they don't exploit uh, people who are different anymore either. You can't have freaks. You can't have weird animals. Yeah. But uh, he and my sister are actually working on like a collection of short stories about his time in the circus, which maybe I can share at some point. But I would want their permission first. I mean, I want to read that just for my own personal erudition. Yeah. You know, I would probably promote that like, hey, this is fascinating stuff. You should read this. You know, not so much as look at these freaks. <laughs> I know that's what they're used to. But uh, yeah. hey. I'll keep you updated on that as it uh, evolves. Okay, please, please. And Sabelle would like to know too. She's naturally interested in all yeah. these circus things. Does yeah. she like hate the Ringling Brothers? She hate like the Ringling because she's got the the P.T. Barnum uh, bloodline. You know that so might like a be a thing. Of the circuses. Yeah, there might be a schism in this uh, once peaceful Scottcast kingdom between Sabelle Isle mm-hmm. and uh, the Dixon fan favorite empire. Mm-hmm. You know, the fan favorite legion. You can't have an empire. I'm the empire guy. Anyway, so. We got a live show, August 24th, 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Ghost Light. Um, what we did to prepare for the show so far was we brainstormed a list of the craziest things we can think of. The craziest show we can make. Not necessarily to make the craziest show, but so that we could email the promoter and say, can we do this, mm-hmm. and find his wall. Yeah. I want to find the wall. I want to find the craziest we can be. So you you emailed him our suggestions, and he did not wall us yet. Is that what I'm hearing? We haven't even reached the wall yet. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the only wall, basically, we have is time. You know, like, we got to tell him sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But we came up with a lot of crazy ideas, which involved uh, exploding fruit, uh, prosthetic appendages, um, visual, audio, video, everything. Probably some legal liabilities. A little bit of legal liabilities. (laughs) Like, I think, (laughs) I don't know how... I don't know how free it is to just give a sledgehammer or a hacksaw to a to a hapless audience member. Yeah. But we got the permission somehow. Hell yeah. So we got to think of some worse things. <laughs> <laughs> Resend the email. Yeah. Find the wall. And then we can finally bring you the craziest show the ghost light has ever seen. Yes. Yes. That's probably not saying a whole lot, but... They set a man on fire once, actually. Did they? Yeah, they, they they set Nick Cage's stunt man on fire once. But that's technically Planet Ant, mm-hmm. which is next door. Right. This is the Ghost Light's craziest show yeah. ever. Yes, right. Keep it simple. Keep it safe. I wonder if we can get Dave to inject himself with some CRISPR stuff. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Step up. <laughs> He's got his own uh, One Life to Lift fitness podcast out now. He's on episode uh, three, I believe, at this point. Mm -hmm. And he's got a Hamtramck Avengers workout ready for us anytime we can make it. 
So yeah, I'm excited for that. Are you excited to get fit? Not as much for that part. <laughs> <laughs> Just to hang out with Dave and, and bullshit about Scott Cast lore. Yeah, it's gonna be 15 minutes of filming us doing push-ups and then four hours. <laughs> it's of gonna take beer. 15 minutes for me to do like two push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you tried. Yeah. You know, and uh, he was saying that, like, if you're not going to be counting reps, count just the time you're doing an exercise. So that's 15 minutes worth of push-ups, Fuck even yeah. though there were two. Doesn't matter. That's right. That's some sneaky D fitness wisdom for you right there. <laughs> ah, yes. I try to make Scottcast as educational as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to come away from Scottcast and think, I'm wasting their time with my inane babbling. Yeah. My babblery, as it were. So speaking of cursing and educational things, I was uh, talking with one of my kiddos at work today, and he was talking about like his uh, motivation for school and all. And he's like pretty excited to go back to school and learn stuff. And I'm like, whoa, that's cool. That's like way different than... You last year. And then he was talking about like all this shit he's been watching on YouTube and he's been watching uh, the new Bill Nye show. Mm-hmm. Have you got that on Netflix? Yeah, and the Netflix show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a little more adult than like the the series we grew up with. Yeah, it's very it's it's very agenda focused on mm-hmm. Bill Nye's part, like his like his yeah. like, you know, the agenda you'd expect a scientist to have. Right. So yeah, the kid was like and he was talking about climate change, and he was like, grow up, motherfucker. And I was like, oh, my God, is this the Bill Nye who taught me about colors? <laughs> <laughs> He's saying grow up, motherfucker. Yeah. But this changed this kid's outlook on uh, on science, on learning, and on uh, our planet and how we're treating it. And so uh, sometimes cursing can be a crutch and, and whatnot, but sometimes we need that to really emphasize our points and sometimes that's a way to uh and my last curse was it a quote technically yeah that doesn't count yeah i'm just i'm just i was just trying to relay information to some other person i wanted to get the verbatim thing <laughs> it's okay to quote a curse yeah so uh i don't know what my point is but on behalf of people who curse it's not always uh it's not always attention grabbing or like my mom particularly uh, gravitated towards the use of what she termed the BF word. Ah. Yes. Which one was that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> bottom and duck, should you have autocorrect on. Mm-hmm. But duck. Gotcha. But duck. Yeah. I can't, that, it, it was too much mm-hmm. to say butt duck. Which I understand. Just regular ducks are okay, though? Regular, I mean, <laughs> they didn't catch the attention as much as butt duck did. <laughs> okay. So, point is, I, I will not try to go for the shock value swears. Mm-hmm. And when I do let slip, I will put a dollar towards promoting Scottcast so that all may revel in my mostly clean, yeah. beautiful act I put on here. It's an act, isn't it? Kind of. Kind of. It's a very thin act. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's mostly like when we're actually talking, we'll mm. listlessly. Well, drift, it's it's just like our, our planning for our shows. Like we come up with the craziest shit we can think of, and like, hey, maybe this would work. Could we get away with this? What if we did this? So it's it's an act in that it's like absurd and and uh, fantastical, but mm-hmm. we have aspirations for real life things that relate to that. If that makes sense. I believe so. It's. It, I feel like we're. I think we're. I feel like a student of Dali in this, <laughs> in, in, in this in this endeavor. Yeah. You know, we're we're doing something. We're making something because why not? Yeah. You know, because it could exist in the universe, and so many things can exist that just don't. This is one thing that could exist and did. That's right. And this live show will be a testament to that. Skycast Live, August 24th, 2 p.m., Hamtramck, Ghostlight. <laughs> now there is our ad. See? See? I could turn an episode into... Um, you didn't have, like, the dramatic music in the back, though. Is that just for the website? No, that's going to be, like, a little clip. I'm going to put uh, maybe cartoon faces on, mm. or at the very least, like, a waveform, or just a picture. Mm-hmm. But... The guy at the ghost light said he's going to, he's, he's being way too nice to us. He, he sees our passion Mm -hmm. and our desire to promote and our desire to put on the craziest show. And he's like, well, damn me, if I'm going to get in the way, just go ahead, young liege. Nice. So we put ourselves in a corner where now we have to make the greatest show on earth for real. We can't just blame it on the ghost light because they're just going to let us do whatever we want. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's do a beer review real quick. Yeah. Because I kind of love this stuff. It's pretty great. It's Founders. Uh, Mass Agave. It's a barrel-aged. Mass. Mass Agave? Not Mass Agave. There's a little mark over the A there. Oh, okay. There's a little apostrophe over the A. Mass Agave. Uh, It's means more. It means more agave, please. (laughs) (laughs) I I like to translate and lean towards politeness for people. You know, if I was a UN translator, mm-hmm. I would be great at translating for diplomats because I would make them seem so nice. Like Donald Trump would be the highest rated president among non-English speaking diplomats. What? Like if I was Donald Trump's interpreter, mm-hmm. like from English to a language, and even oh, you would change everything he says. I would change. Well, I would make everything so polite. <laughs> like I would do this the because because there's always like a polite business way to to say and do all the strategic things he does. He just does things such a blustery way. I see. You know, you can say like, "No, thank you. I believe that in this time, this strategy is more apropos. I thank you for your time." But instead, he's just like, "Play her." Yeah. Tweet tweet kind of thing so I would translate everything into that Gus Fring sly ass damn it damn it (laughs) (laughs) but sly business speak okay so you cut out all the BFs I'd cut out the BFs I would cut out uh, any allusions to insults all the genital grabbing genital grabbing ego stroking and it would just be uh, a strategic 
deploy deploying of words and mm-hmm. you know he would have the best ratings amongst these people i'd be great for foreign policy if i knew a language besides english <laughs> so it's time for a relatively new segment mm-hmm. it's not a new new segment it's a reimagined segment it's a reimagined segment it's called voicemail bag yeah i just uh I pulled the rug out from a VN because there's another reimagined segment coming up. But this reimagined segment is called email bag, but this time it's voicemail bag. I have to I'm excited that we got one. We did. This one's from Master Charles himself. Hells yeah. Master Charles has been streaming in his new pad lately, and he recently did a walkthrough of his, his new pad, and he's got all sorts of things going for him. He's got uh, this living room that he's going to convert to be an entire green screen room. So instead of this guy is more dedicated That's to pretty his ambitious, than yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he's going to have like this living room that's going to be an entirely green screen, like ceiling, floor, walls, and I guess the idea is that like like he can maneuver around in there in any way and angle anything anyway. That's kind of amazing, right? I mean, it'd be great. Is for he going to have multiple cameras? I think he should. And like he, he should catch himself in 360 from all angles and like have a. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Like you've seen those Super Bowls, right? Like uh, when the Matrix came out, and then they had that Super Bowl the next year. They used that 360 camera that was in the Matrix that mm-hmm. did those shots. Like they put, they it's all it is is just like a camera every foot all along the football stadium. He can right. do that in his living room. Master Charles can, and he could do some Matrix ass. Damn it. <laughs> but he could do you some can have matrix. Some, have to have something else to shout out when you fuck up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I need something <laughs> else. Uh, I mean, we need to figure it out. But, Let's just uh, come up with a word, a random word. Um, Bob Saget is what Tourette's guy. That's uses. a good one. Like that's a good one. Like I'd rather do something original, but I like Ductator. Ductator. Holy Ductator. Holy Ductator. Ah, Doctator. Okay. Anyways, this is Master Charles in voicemail bag. Hello, this is Master Charles calling. Um, I had a few words to tell the Scott Cascaders about your newest addition to your uh, merch store, the Veeblin T-shirt, which is an absurd amount of money for such a good. So I'd like to let the Scott Castigators know that I'm selling over the Master Charles merch store a Playblian t-shirt for only $2 plus $19.98 uh, shipping and handling. That's <laughs> $1,998 shipping and handling. Uh, wonderful. It's going to be a significant discount for basically the exact same shirt. Wonderful. Have a great day. Ah, Master Charles speaks. Mm. I did not... Think he would be so uh, aristocratic? Yeah, uh, it was an uh, unexpected accent, right? But I guess if you're going to put a good like that, his plebeian T-shirt, if you're mm-hmm. going to try to compete against the Veblen, you gotta. He's doing this weird marketing technique where it's not about the good, it's not about the pricing, it's not about any of that that we've been focusing on because the Veblen is just a remarkably priced high quality good like 
that people who would buy a Maybach would like. Mm -hmm. But he is focusing on an influencer strategy. This is Master Charles at his core. At his core, he wants to be uh, an influencing man on mm -hmm. Twitch and all this. And here he is influencing rich people by putting on the persona of Sir Master Charles. Yeah. I could tell this is persona Master Charles. And the fact that he's trying to be competitive mm -hmm. and destroy our market for the V-Blend by pricing something with some sort of shrewd thing just makes me feel like he doesn't understand V-Blend pricing at all. Mm -hmm. You know, you want that base price to be good. In fact, now that he says this, shipping and handling for the V-Blend will be $1,500. That's right. That's right, everybody. $1,500. Calm down, guys. Calm down. <laughs> so if we were to uh, to counter that that attack on our uh, our, our e-store, mm -hmm. we're just uh, not, no longer referring to him as Master Charles, just going straight to Bat Nipple. Would that be uh, a way to kind of uh, take a swipe at his credibility? Bat Nipple. Because, yeah. I mean, he is otherwise known as Bat Nipple. He is otherwise known as Bat Nipple. That was his first nickname. And he is Bat Nipple, and he does have the Bat Nipple shirt that's uncomfortably high logoed. Yeah. So I think, yeah, making him, relegating him back to Bat Nipple, mm -hmm. taking, off, taking the Bat Nipple shirts off the store. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Until until Master Charles redeems himself by I don't know, promoting Scott Cast on his Twitch stream even more. Mm -hmm. Every time I pop on his Twitch stream, he he likes to shout out the Scott Cast website mm -hmm. and to get people to listen. I don't know if they do. I don't know how much we got going, but hey, pretty soon we're gonna be on Twitch ourselves doing live streams for Scott Cast. Are we? After the live show. Sometime after. <laughs> but anyway, that was email bag. Wait. We actually have an email bag from David now. So that was a voicemail bag. Now we're an email bag. Now we're an email bag. David writes, since the Joker laugh might lead to a cease and desist order, and considering how much Sabelle laughs on your episodes roughly every two minutes... Maybe you could take all of her laughs and mix them together for your laugh track. Hmm. I kind of like that idea, actually. You know, because this is the this is the laugh that we have now for. <laughs> and yeah, that, that could definitely. There's a lot us, of background noise in that. There's a lot of background noise, and we'd get in trouble with WB mm -hmm. and possibly Hans Zimmer. I think we've got yeah enough. In our back catalog of our laughter, right? That we can just mix all that, and it'd be like a crowd. We've yeah, we've laughed at our own jokes plenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can generate a whole stadium. Like it's, it's like uh, that's great. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. I'm gonna mix together all the laughs, and this is another thing we're gonna do for the live show. Because for the live show, we have had permission to bring our our uh, soundboard. Yes, thank you. Yes, you you coming with us? You're coming with us, everybody. So the soundboard is coming with us, mm -hmm. and there's a few things that I don't I don't think a live 
Scottcast audience would understand right away. Like, I'll hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. They don't know how to say that. That's true. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to record a mass of people saying, Glory be to Scottcast. Okay. And so when I say, I'll hail Scottcast, Glory Glory be be to to Scottcast. So there we go. You know, it's not so bad. And they'll feel that anxiety like they're in church and they forgot yeah. to say a thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, shit. What is this? Oh. Oh. <laughs> duck tater. Duck tater. Ah, duck tater. Uh, so that's where we're at. And now we're on to the next reimagined Scottcast segment. This is kind of a reimagined Scottcast. Mm. Uh, for what's what. A lot of the time I'll bring some articles in, but most of the time it seems uh, Ian Dixon is really the one who's providing a lot of the craziest and best articles. So I figured we need to like have some attribution for him in the title of the segment. Yeah. Instead of calling it just what's what. Like, what is what? I don't know. What's what? That's what, I guess. Whatever. What's what? Instead of that. We're going to call it Dixon the News. So instead of reading the news, you're going to Dixon the News because you're going to listen to Scott Cass. So here's our first edition of Dixon the News. Yes. Yes. Brought to you by the Scott Cass Network. Do, uh, do dick puns count as uh, profanity? That's not a dick pun. I just said Dixon the News. <laughs> It's like a verb. You use, I'm using your, like, instead of reading the news, you're dixing the news. Yeah. That's right. You're not fooling anybody. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. It's, it doesn't matter. Because we've got some crazy news that we got to tell people. All right. Like, I've been watching Breaking Bad recently. Mm-hmm. So when you sent me this article, it caught my eye. Yeah. Man drives van. Carrying nearly $140 million worth of meth into a parked police car. And uh, you don't have to know much about the story other than uh, they have a bunch of pictures of all the meth in the boxes. <laughs> you could probably tell yeah. how everything's going to shake down. It does sound like a subplot from Breaking Bad. It really does. Like a little three episode arc mm-hmm. where they somehow destroy the evidence and everything works out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like I can imagine, you know, remember Badger? Yeah. <laughs> like he's definitely the guy that ran into the police car somehow. Yeah. Like something unfair to him, like, like a bug crawled into his uh, hoodie. Right. And then he just <laughs> slammed on the gas instead of the brake and bam. And... There's the entire shipment right there in the back. Mm-hmm. $140 million, though. Worth that's of a math. lot of math. Right? Like, that's got to be like that Breaking Bad level of uh, they're taking it to some distributor who's yeah got this crazy front chicken business. Because how, how do you pedal? How do you know enough junkies on a poverty basis to make 140 million dollars yeah you can't the numbers baffle me but somehow you hire a person who must have been high 
right? To drive it. Right. And that's like, <laughs> it's, it seems like there's got to be like this huge level of hierarchy, but apparently it's. That's what Gus Spring had going for him. Yeah. Spoilers. That's what he had. He didn't fuck around with uh, addicts. No. Until he did, and then he got killed. Right? But Spoilers. I've been re-watching Breaking (laughs) Bad. You know what got him killed? He worked with an addict, you're right. But it wasn't Jesse Pinkman that killed him. It was Walter White and his addiction to his ego Mm -hmm. and, and his addiction to being the man. That's true. Walter couldn't take Gus Fring being the man. Even though, in every way... Gus Fring was a better drug dealer than Walter White. True. Walter White barely got his foot in the door in the drug business. And Gus Fring had an operating standard that would have continued forever if it wasn't for Walt's uh, crazy little plan with Mm -hmm. Hector Salamanca. And that's Scott's hot take on Breaking Bad. (laughs) Gus Fring was better than Walter White. Hot take on a show that ended what twelve years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, it's all good. It was a good show. It was Mm -hmm. Uh, fascinating in its detail. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been Sabella and I have been reveling in the color blocking in that show. Mm. Blue is apparently for peace and purity. Mm -hmm. That's why the meth is blue because it's pure. Mm-hmm. Green is for greed and envy. So whenever like Walter's wearing green, he's being envious of somebody. He wears green a lot with Gus. Okay. I never noticed that. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, Marie was always purple. Marie's always purple. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> but the two days before Hank Schrader dies, her huh? husband, whoops, spoilers. <laughs> she wears black. Yeah. It's the only time in the series. She's wearing black and then he died. Yeah. So what's purple representing the series? I know it's like purple royalty. represents uncertainty. Okay. I don't know why it would represent that in particular. Yeah. I guess purple faced, maybe you're holding your breath. That's <laughs> <laughs> a kind of a stretch. Colorist, it's a thing. Okay. There's a people make their money and a lot of money and plenty of money. Mm hmm. Being a colorist. You know what a colorist is? Enlighten me. I bet you could guess it. But <laughs> someone who colorizes things? Yes. <laughs> it's someone who picks the colors for things. Yeah. It's like uh, like they go on photo shoots, they go on films and TV and stuff like that. It's just getting the colors right for yeah. a certain mood. Mm-hmm. Like matching the colors of a brand or making sure that a brand's colors communicate the right feelings. Mm-hmm. You know? Like I don't, I think every colorist in the world would look at Scott Cast's logo mm-hmm. and be like, "Why would you make your logo cautionary orange?" Like, who who gets excited about construction signs? It gets your attention, though. That's what I was thinking. Sabelle said said just as much. She'd be scrolling through her podcast, and people would stop her, and be like, "Excuse me, miss." <laughs> <laughs> What is this particular podcast that jumped out upon my eye? And she would be like, oh, why? It's the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, good sir. 
Subscribe at thescottcast.com or at any major Scottcast podcast player. Mm, yes. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. So, like that, yeah, that happened. So, screw you, colorists. You make money for no reason. Yeah. Oh, David. He agrees. I don't know. Uh, he's probably... He's not really... He, his favorite color is blue. The purity color. Yeah, well, that's also the depression color. Pablo Picasso had a blue period. That's right. Mm-hmm. Why is it so depressing? I just I think it's mm-hmm. because it's so tranquil. Like, and a yeah. depressed person might want to seek the tranquility and purity of blue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that like the blue is depressing; it's that depressed people like blue. Well, I mean, if you think of like, kind of like depressed people like Elliot Smith. Right. Elliot Smith's great on his own without yeah. being depressed. But think about like a like a winter. You know, like January when it's been like just cloudy for like months and like all the the hues are blue during the day. They're like grayish blue, but like. Yeah, I could see like, like all the reds gets desaturated, all mm. the warm colors are gone. Right. And like it's almost no color, but the only color you can find is the blue. It's the last color to be there. Yes. Mm. That so, ultraviolet tip of the spectrum. Kind of lonely. Barren. Very lonely. Barren. Yeah. Didn't Dave do a poem or something about that? He did. Right? He did that snow poem. Yeah. I'm kind of concerned for David all of a sudden. Are you? He likes blue so much. And and in that poem, all about them feelings. Mm-hmm. And that was when he was just but a wee child. You know, imagine what he feels like now as an adult after everything being an adult throws at you. Adulting is hard. Adulting by itself is hard. And then you get faced with the steady onslaught of time that reminds you day after day that wasted opportunities go by you at a rapid pace. Something like that. The death of time itself Mm. is amongst the worst things. I was watching comedians in cars getting coffee and Jerry Seinfeld said, the worst thing to see is a free man who uh, is not Acting free. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I get that. You know, like like somebody who's like has there's no no big thing suppressing their behavior mm-hmm. or their thing. It's not like they're a marginalized individual or something like that, or there's something unfair going on mm-hmm. in the air. It's just they don't grasp the fact that there are so many options and they can do so much and they can revel in it. Yeah. It's the anti-Salvador Dalis. I get that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the saddest thing. It People is. who do not act free, who are free, they're just so conditioned to their little room without 
the green screen covering a la Master Charles. Master Charles is a man who's free and knows he's free. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the things I admire about Master Charles. He can go anywhere in that room without going anywhere. That's right. <laughs> he could be anywhere. <laughs> you know? He could start a Twitch stream mm-hmm. every day at 7 p.m. MasterCharlesTwitch.com. And he can commit to it, and he can gain a following, and he can work at it and make it beautiful. Because he's a free man, and he knows he can. That's right. Here's to Master Charles. It's a bat nipple. It's a bad nipple. That's going to be the best part about the live show is using the applause for when we want to take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and people getting to see that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Oh, Dixon News. Holy shit. We got a lot of Dixon News upright. We just like kind of wandered off. We were introducing the segment and <laughs> Yeah, we were introducing the segment. We did one article where the, with the meth guy. <laughs> and that quickly turned to breaking bad, which God quickly damn. turned into pontificating about freedom. Yeah. But you know, I, I felt like it was great. It's a good place to end up. It's a great place to end up. You know? But people want to know what's going on in the world. I'm sorry. This is something we were really excited about. Mm-hmm. We tested it before we did the podcast, and it it got canceled somehow. But, <sighs> but jazz generated by a neural network is absolutely terrifying. On YouTube, there's these people who use uh, who've got these machines that use AI technology, and they use AI technology studying John Coltrane's catalog, and they teach. The AI technology to perform jazz. Play jazz. Play jazz, Mr. Computer Man. Play me some jazz. And the result was chaos, confusion, and a Cronenberg. Yes, a Cronenberg <laughs> of jazz influence. <laughs> it sounded like parts of it were really beautiful, though. I could see that because, like, um, these people have done this before. They've Mm -hmm. uh, masked uh, AI technology with a genre Mm -hmm. to create, like, a continuous stream of it, being like, okay, this is what AI would create given this genre. They did that with death metal. They did that with some other things, I think. But for the jazz thing, it literally just sounded like there was a four-piece band of insane aliens <laughs> just going at it like they're on their fifth bottle of Adderall. I mean, that's kind of what I want my jazz to sound like. That's, I guess, the Sun Ra appeal. Yeah. <laughs> like, like nobody listens to jazz because they want to have an easy time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, there's, there's like the smooth jazz if you want to chill out a little bit, but. There's, yeah, there's lounge jazz. Yeah, Nora Jones. But if you're you're getting into the real shit, you're you better buckle up. If you want to tell people you listen to jazz, <laughs> you want something difficult. Yeah. You know. So it's this free jazz that was um, streamed live twenty four hours a day, and it really did have those things. Right now, 
It's just this static. Yeah. And nobody's even looking at it. We, I, I tried searching for some... Uh, I tried searching for some... Like recordings? Recording, or, recorded yeah. clips, but I couldn't really find anything. Ah, and ah, the thing is, it's like I had the thought to myself when you showed me that. I need to just record it now. I yeah. just have it so I know what to comment on mm-hmm. and all that. But I was like, ah, we'll just... We'll just do it live. It's Scottcast, right? We'll do it live. Yeah. Ductator it. We'll do it live. <laughs> <laughs> and alas, alack. <sighs> but what we can show is they did do a black metal album. So it's just an album. And it, they call it the uh, Frostbitten Black Metal Album by uh, Databots. And I guess I can't not show you what AI music sounds like Mm -hmm. after bringing it up. So we're just going to kind of dip into this here short song a little bit. It's black metal. It sounds like black metal. Yeah. If you showed me this, I'd be like, yeah, dude. I kind of dig it. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Energiveness. Like energy, but like with giveness mm-hmm. at the end. Out the album Codetani of Timeness by Databots. Kind of cool. I like it. It's like epic. Like I could tell he's telling a story of like fairies and elves. <laughs> That's actually like a, a thing in black metal. Like a lot of the uh, band names, they're Lord of the Rings derived. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, Led Zeppelin was like that. Yeah. They had like the Lord of the Rings derived mm-hmm. names, the songs and stuff like that. Yeah. Why is it that like the only people making songs about fantasy are black metal people? And like, like I mean, Led Zeppelin was black metal for its day. For its day. Not, well, not black metal, but like it was like. There were rumors of there were, satanic leanings and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So like they were like hardcore for their day and they dabbled into the Lord of the Rings. Right. But like when they dabble into the Lord of the Rings, it just they just sound like kind of nerds, really. Yeah. Well, who were the, like the people who had the most uh, reason to be angry in high school? The nerds. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's like, I'm smart. I just don't understand these weird social rules here. Yeah. Because they're not rational based. No. And I want to just hang out and talk about Lord of the Rings. 
but nobody understands how awesome it is that the Silmarillion dates back thousands of years before Lord of the Rings and covers everything from the mythology to the history to the geography of Middle Earth before Lord of the Rings. Right. That's frustrating to be in that position. Yeah. Like, and so you just, you need some aggressive music to match that and you still... Don't you want to hear about like when Balrogs ruled the Earth? Right. <laughs> like they were just lieutenants in an army. Can you imagine? Balrog. That's the crazy fire creature that f- messed up Gandalf. Mm-hmm. I almost swore. <laughs> Gandalf ended up besting the Balrog, which is why I think I had the presence of mind to stop the swear because the Balrog didn't <laughs> mess up Gandalf. <laughs> Gandalf messed up the Balrog. Keep mm-hmm. it real. I was going to use the soundboard, but it was too far away. No. Yeah, no. I like a good pity clap. So we're at Dicks in the News. Yeah. So AI music, what are your, like, we kind of dug what uh, what it produced, mm-hmm. but in terms of, like, your thoughts about that as music, like, is that where we're going with music? Yes. I mean, in a way, like there's things that you're going to use these tools for. Mm-hmm. And I can see these tools being used for Like when you listen to that completely AI produced sound, yeah, the thing to get, get from it is that it's making a sound that sounds like something similar to a human producing it. Right. It's not at all because it's definitely a crazy alien, weird yeah, garbage it's mess. Completely artificial. Completely artificial. So that's the thing is like where where do we draw the line with art? Is that that's like kind of a cool idea and I really dig it. But there's no emotion to it. It's all here's what's gonna happen with it. It's not gonna be that like like Britney Spears' next album is gonna be released yeah, after she's pop, dead. Pop music, how much emotion and like real personhood is in that? <laughs> yeah. So really, this is this is probably where the frontier is going. This is it's probably is front uh, pop music because I can easily see people using machine learning mm-hmm. to try to guess trends in the pop charts. Yeah, and and try to produce records that hit those trends, like we were talking about the last episode with the director who would um, do schlocky versions of blockbuster films right after they were released, like Jurassic Carnivore Park. And, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. Roger Corman. So like, in that, he made a huge career off of mm-hmm. like making these uh, bad versions of huge movies. Yeah. And it's the same thing with like, okay, now we're going to have this AI technology that's going to be available to probably mostly everyone mm-hmm. that will tell you, okay, if you want this thing to be more poppy, more hooky, you got to do it like this. And it's not going to be like it's 100% produced and made by an AI bot. It's that it's going to be crafted and produced in like a suggestive way by Mm -hmm. an AI bot. Like there's going to be tools people are going to use to analyze their song for their hookiness, say, like a hookiness quotient. Mm -hmm. And like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, this one's a real hooker. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that hooker, don't you? <laughs> it's a good hooker. Yeah. Great hooker. They're going to they're gonna get a plug-in that tells them how much of a hooker their song is. And, like, the more of a hooker it is, the better. 
and they're going to pay money for that, and people are going to use that to judge their songs. They're going to pay money for the hookers? They're going to pay money for the hooker. <laughs> no butt stuff, though. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> so they're going to do all that, and like it's going to be just this, it's just going to be a, uh, it's it's the next measuring stick, and the idea is: Do you auto tune your vocals, or do you just track live? Mm-hmm. It's the same debate. Do you pay attention to the hookiness factor, this quotient that uh, the businesses do, mm-hmm. or do you do what you think is right as an artist? Because there's always going to be the option to just record and then ship. Yeah. So I think that's the next frontier is like we always have like these ebbs and flows with the music and like 60s, 70s, there's a lot of like uh, kind of the psychedelic stuff and it was like really long songs and complicated but not structured. And then the 80s got like all overproduced and then 90s was grunge and it was like oh fuck all this uh pre-produced shit we're gonna go back to playing like we don't know how to play three chords and yeah you know how grunge really backfired Mm -hmm. i feel like they made not giving a not giving a butt popular yeah and now the corporate people uh, make pretend like they don't give a butt. Right. And now not giving a butt is this weird, everyone does it thing, mm-hmm. but no one does it. Like, you That's can see right through it. Because, yeah, like, yeah, there's not a lot of quality music, but it's all like over, it's it's overproduced again, but in a different way. It's the auto-tuning, and I think the next jump, the next uh, counter kind of punch is like just complete chaos, just like, children banging on things <laughs> yeah <laughs> right i mean people do that people pay money for like yeah, white like noise totally machines. avant-garde yeah yeah that like yeah like completely avant-garde just crazy noise like like they pay for money for white noise machines that don't just do like the staticky white noise mm-hmm. but um a coffee shop uh, a park <laughs> yeah you know they'll pay money for like these long recordings mm-hmm. of anything like this is what it's like at an expo center for six hours oh god you know people pay money for this they want to hear it mm-hmm. they want to put it on in the background you know they just don't want this din of silence in their life did we already start a scott cast radio channel we do maybe this would be a good time to plug that if you want to oh, listen to some yeah background stuff scott cast radio um I completely forgot that exists. Ah. As did everybody else. But Scottcast Radio. <laughs> Let me put on the You're plug. You're blowing the plug. Come on. Let me put on the plug music. Oh, never mind. The plug music's unloaded. Mm. Oh, again. But, anyways, Scottcast Radio plays Scottcast shows, Detroit Songwriter Dispatch shows, old timey radio shows like Gunsmoke. And it plays uh, all sorts of fun stuff, old songs. Everything's out of copyright is the idea. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it's an old-timey radio station that sometimes plays some of your classic Scott Cast Scratch that you love to hear. 
That's right, including the latest. Sometimes it plays the latest before it gets even published to the podcast stream. Like I'll do like a full render of it, put it up on the radio station. Wow, that's exciting. You should just listen to the radio station all day, every day. Yeah, you know, plug, plug that to all your friends. Yeah. That's Cockcast Radio Station. So yeah, that's uh that that that's AI music. Yes. Like are you worried about that? Like or do you like I mean I haven't the revolt's gonna be better. I haven't paid attention to like pop music in ten, fifteen years, so I don't really care anymore. That's true. Like, <laughs> like I haven't paid attention to pop music at all either. Like I like Lady Gaga, but she's not even really top of pop anymore or anything yeah. like that like she's kind of like a niche interest back from the 2010 era Ooh. right do you feel old now we are almost in the 2020s man we're almost in the 2020s that yeah that's like it's gonna be my fourth decade man dude <laughs> <laughs> that's so many decades it kind of sucks uh, both of us like like the more I get older, mm-hmm. the more I realize that I'm making it up as I go. Yeah. I I think that's how most people do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I I kind of understand like the crotchety old person mentality of like, oh, it was better back when I was a kid. Cuz you have the nostalgia for that. Yeah, everything's better when your body works. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if objectively we can like say that, but um, I know the feeling of that. Me too. Like, I see the kids these days with their streaming, <laughs> you know, and, and new even with the fangled technology, the newfangled technology, and even with like Master Charles, like as like a Twitch streamer, mm-hmm. like I feel like that appeals young, younger than us. Yeah. And, it's Master Charles streaming, but like a lot of people like commenting and stuff like that are talking about how like, yeah, yeah, I'm in, I'm in college mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So they're younger. And that's a crazy thing to kind of like to realize is that like college people way, way younger than us. Yeah. Way. Like they grew up in a time where they never. They grew up post 9-11, post internet. Right. What's yeah. post internet? There was never a time that they didn't have internet or they didn't have to wait for the dial up or in like. It cut off when the phone rang. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have to like see like the adaptation, which was a blink of the eye. They had to wait hours for their porn to load. <laughs> right? Like, and then I hope their mom doesn't come in while the picture of boobs shows up. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always like... <laughs> Only to find out it's like that picture of Drew with the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, I waited hours for this. Oh, duct tape it, Drew. <laughs> oh. So, what did we learn today, Ian? Oh man, what did we learn? We've learned plenty. We've learned a lot today. I feel like we we learned a lot about AI. I mean, we've got a lot of articles left. It's just that we're at like an hour. Yeah, and like I'm trying to like keep things to an hour. See, I don't know if we. We if could even we, do another uh, podcast, really. I don't know if we learned like a thing, 
a universal uh, truth that ties across all the things we've talked about. We really didn't. This no. was a we smorgasbord kind of all, all over the place today. Yeah. This was dicks in the news, what it was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no theme. It's just yeah. coming at you. Here's what happened. Yeah. We got some crazy AI bots and these people crashed <laughs> meth into a police car. Breaking Bad has a colorist. What's a colorist? I don't know. Who gets paid for colors? <laughs> I didn't think that was legal. Hmm. Yeah, so too crazy. So I, I can't, uh, I can't compile a coherent thought that like encompasses what we've discussed. The main thing I learned today, I feel mm-hmm. in my soul, is that Scottcast itself will always thrive and live on, because that is all Scottcast is. It is thriving and living. I think that's a good message. Yes. That wasn't the right sound effect for that. Oh, okay. There you go. That's better. Scottcast, eternal. Yeah. Because we talked about freedom. Freedom. We talked about... uh, The saddest thing in life is a man who is free but doesn't do it. Isn't, doesn't behave it. in such a way. Doesn't behave in such a way. Yeah. You know, I could probably go on for five hours talking about that subject. Yeah, I agree. You know. It's important to live life to the fullest because, goddamn, it's uh, short. Yeah. The best advice I got from reading psychology today <laughs> <laughs> is uh, this, this apparently, you probably mightn't be able to name the guy. Mm-hmm. But this psychologist said uh, uh, something along the lines of live your life as if it's the second time around and you're doing things right this time. Mm. I couldn't I couldn't tell you who that would be. His name is like Dr. Francois who gives a fuck. Damn it. Doctor. Doctate it. Hi, Dios mio. I'm going to make that and the bleep sound now. <laughs> I'll shorten it to the exact length, make it like all chipmunky. Yeah. I don't speak. So there we are. That's That's been this super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. And I bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. All right. I'll have Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. <laughs>